Show is a podcast about marketing, entrepreneurship, and technology. Still get on, but uh, yeah, let's get started here today. Uh, I have a special guest, John Day. John Day is an amazing guy I met online on Facebook. He helps high-impact coaches turn their ethos into cash flow. Welcome, John. Thank you so much, John. I appreciate you having me on here, brother. It's a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, man. This is this is cool. I'm excited. So yeah, let's get started. Let's uh, let's talk about your business. How? Um, when did you get started? Like, t- tell me the story. Right on, brother. Right on. Okay, so uh, whew, quite a bit. My uh, you can go as, my go as far as back as you want. <laughs> no, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. I'm cool. Just, uh, trying to think of a good yeah, place man. to start. Cool. Condensed it into where it makes sense. So, mm. um, I'm a marketing agency and consulting agency. I've been running for just about three years now. Um, but that really wasn't the beginning of my business journey. Uh, my business journey actually started about three or four years prior to that. Um, I guess I'd say that's where my entrepreneurial journey really started. Um, that's when I really knew that, you know, I was, I was doing a nine to five. I was a welder, grinding my hands and my eyes away. Um, and that's when I, you know, realized I was like, I want more than this out of life. I definitely want more. I want to create something for myself. I just don't want to build somebody else's dream. You know what I mean? Like I want something that's mine. You know, I can feel proud of. So it's about that time that I really started kind of getting into entrepreneurism. Um, at the time, I was really big into like design. My background was in art and stuff like that. I love art and love philosophy. Um, so like any normal, you know, mid twenties kid, you know, I moved across the country and started a t-shirt business. So <laughs> nice. Love it. And uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. I actually ended up doing two t-shirt businesses, both of which failed horribly. Um, but it's okay. It was awesome. It was literally foundational learning experience that I couldn't replace for anything else. Not to mention it was some of the funnest times that I ever had in my entire life. Just uh, creating my own stuff and you know building a business from scratch. It was it was amazing. Um, but reason why they failed being is just because I knew nothing about marketing. I didn't know how to market myself. I didn't know how to market my brand, my business, any of that. So, um, and I, unfortunately, because I tend to be a, uh, a talker, I do fairly well with communicating with people. Um, I thought that this was just going to be a, a slam dunk. It was going to be in the bucket. I'm like, marketing, oh, I can talk. I've got this. I was wrong. <laughs> so, like I said, um, financially, my, my teacher businesses were not a success, but that's okay because they led me to a realization. And that was ultimately the next step in my journey because the next step in my journey was realizing that, you know, it doesn't matter what my mission is or what I want to do with it. If I can't effectively market myself, then what am I doing? I can't do much. If I can't reach people and if I can't effectively communicate what I'm doing, what my vision is, then it's going to be really, really hard to get people behind that and ultimately build the empire that I want to build. So yeah. I had to learn more. So how did you learn it? Tell me about that story. <laughs> Right on, brother. So at that time, like I said, I was um, I was living in Arizona at the time. I was a screen printer by day. Wow. So um, anybody who's familiar with uh, screen printing or is familiar with Arizona, those two things should not be in the same sentence, even though they are. <laughs> you know, screen printing is done in Arizona because it's so dry there. But it's oh. freaking so I was standing next to like a 400-degree dryer in 120-degree weather, some failing business in the back of my mind working through day, knowing that I had to learn marketing, no idea how I was going to do it. That's basically what my, you know, my back up against the wall and my butt in a sling is kind of what just gave me the motivation to push out there and uh, dive into the online world. Now, when I did this, and I tell people this all the time, I was super, super, super fortunate. Um, 
more fortunate than I could even have realized at the time, because obviously I was a greenhorn. I didn't even know what I didn't know, right? But uh, the beginning of my journey, I found a, a guy online who ended up becoming my first mentor, a gentleman by the name of Franco Orbe. And uh, he's amazing, amazingly successful, really effective organic marketer. Um, and I was fortunate enough to be amongst his initial tribe when he was really um, you know, getting going and stuff like that. He's going on to scale and has several businesses now. He runs like four businesses now. He's, he's a complete beast, he's a complete wow. monster. Um, and I was fortunate enough to really learn the ropes from a guy like him so again in hindsight uh, i didn't even i wasn't even probably nearly as appreciative as i could have been because i was really getting gold um, um, but that was pretty much the beginning of my online journey um jumping into marketing definitely did you know like every kind of course that there is out there like everybody else did i started consuming content online did ty lopez's course of course <laughs> everybody's got to do that um yeah. but ultimately just uh, realized that you know i needed a mentor i needed somebody who could really take me through that process you know i could get all the stuff and all the information for free and that was great it's awesome but i had no idea how to put this all together and you know luckily enough intrinsically i knew i'm just like we got to cut the, the the curve the learning curve on this i don't have time for this like i just i'm going to be learning this for the rest of my life you know and then implementing and everything else so i'm like okay find somebody can do that so that's exactly what i did um i found franco and that was pretty much the first high ticket coaching program that i had ever invested in mm. it was psychotic to me at the time invested uh upwards of 10 grand into a program and again this is coming from a guy myself who um back in the day prior to being an entrepreneur like i said i, I was a well trade i was a shop guy and i was your typical I hate sales. I hate marketing. I think it's all BS. I think it's all complete nonsense. Anybody who would drop more than, you know, $10 on some kind of coaching is out of me out of their mind, right? Yeah. And a few short years later, I end up dropping, like I said, 10000 almost. So um, wow. it was it was definitely a changing experience. Um, but it was good because I needed that commitment to, you know, make myself put in the work and, and do the things to really, you know, have a space where I could commit to something like that and level myself up. So basically, that's where it started. And since then, I've continued to learn and had the uh, massive blessing of being you know, uh, trained by several more mentors since then. And ultimately, thanks to Franco, I was able to not only start my digital marketing agency, well, I actually started it, but you know, it wasn't doing very much at the time. Um, but he helped me to actually be able to really dial into what I wanted to do, help me create a repeatable system that actually helped people get results and ultimately grow my business so that way I could achieve the, my dream, what I wanted, um, which was being able to be a big dreamer, an entrepreneur, you know, living the, the laptop lifestyle and uh, just having freedom back and having a job that I love, being able to serve these amazing people, coaches and experts, which are super, super awesome people. So I feel fortunate today that this is now my reality. This is now my life. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's basically how I got into it. Wow. So how long have you been running your coaching business? The coaching business? Well, let's see. My digital marketing and consulting agency I've been doing for almost three years. Okay. So consulting, I have been doing on and off for about three years. Well, as you probably know, um, it's not exactly the same as coaching. Coaching, I've been focusing on primarily for the last 12 months. Um, basically, as a product, that's what I was doing. My, my marketing agency built out marketing systems for coaches and experts. Um, we help them build webinars, build traffic, um, ultimately just focus on their strategy. And because of that, obviously, I talked to and spoke with a lot of experts, a lot of coaches. Um, so I was able to identify a lot of common problems in the marketplace, one of which being offer creation and uh, in general, just making that transition to the online space. 
Um, a lot of coaches even have been established all the time for several, several years, been doing whatever they're doing for almost 10 years, they would still struggle with trying to make that transition to the online space, create offer, create messaging, you know, connect with their tribe in an appropriate way, and ultimately just be able to really monetize social media for online business um, and do it effectively. Not, not the way everybody is uh, out there doing it and what you see now. They're just hustling, 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 grinding, grinding, grinding. And it's just like, yeah, it's profitable, but what are we exchanging for? So anyways, like I said, that, uh, that really led me to this place of being like, wow, I really like coaches and I like working with them one-on-one. -on um, and I love the, the beginning stages of all creation. I like, I like beginnings. Um, end of the story of Baltimore too, and it's, it's super cool running ads and you know, watching people follow up and make massive amounts of money, which we still do. I just really, really like that uh, the beginning part. I like being able to help instill that confidence in you, which is often oftentimes lacking before you do it. I think it or just trying to make that transition, like I said before, um, that really fulfills me. And I feel like that's something that I really enjoy offering people. It does a lot of impact. So. I love it. I love it, man. Um, Ken, I'd love to ask this question. I feel like it's been repeated in so many different Facebook groups, but what is that like number one struggle? you see consistently with coaches nowadays like specifically in the last few months since pandemics hit do you notice like there's this constant like is is there like this one or two big things that you, you just keep repeating over and over again that coaches keep running into yeah for sure um, yeah there's probably two main things i would say um and they both pretty much center around mindset unfortunately um mm. again not to Beat a dead horse. I know that this is repeated again and again. That's why some people get sick of hearing. But what's true is true. You can't change it. You know, the mindset really is down to everything else that you do in any business, and most specifically with coaches. I think that there's a lot of um, negative energy centered around interior credit that just really brings people down, especially mm -hmm. coaches and experts, because you know it's this idea of putting yourself out there as an expert or as a coach or as point that people have to look to um and unfortunately i think that without the right mindset foundation without the proper training and support that ultimately becomes a very very negative factor in your business and your overall performance and it affects every little aspect of everything that you're doing um, business on the surface and what we do with marketing it's, it's not rocket science there's nothing super crazy complicated about what we do but sometimes it can be the simplest little thing that really just up and that's a lot of mindset issues. That's what I really like to focus on is because when I can them extract their products from their brain and in so doing give them something where they can really see their own value, I've noticed that that has monumental insurance for anybody. And that doesn't you know apply to different churches or people who have done it before. This applies to people that have been established for years, have helped hundreds of people and are still dealing with that same you know emotional state. So I would definitely say, you know, clarity is a huge thing. When coaches have proper clarity, in my opinion, that's going to be your biggest weapon against the inner critic, against the, the confidence issues, with ultimately only that from charging high ticket or doing it consistently, offering more. It's really being able to generate the revenue that you want to create, but for some reason, they're being held by. Like we said, most of the time, that's not strategy, that's not marketing, it's not any of the tactics or anything else like that. It's in the mindset. Um, so I really think that that's the main thing that messes with people. And like the, what you said, as far as COVID, I think that, I think COVID has kind of split it in half. And I think it's kind of separated the game into two groups, group A 
COVID only exaggerated what they were already feeling. That you know, um, inner critic, that, that hopelessness, that just so much fear, just so much uncertainty. You know, going around the world, it's like business not certainly in the world and it's just it was tanking as tanked a lot of people he's taking them out of the game unfortunately um but then you also have mb who i think had the opposite effect to that um this has really pushed them to step up they really are able to you know notice all these people being online and with so many more people being open and vulnerable about how they're dealing with shit and dealing with stress and just everything that's going on they feel that call. They're like, I can do something about this. Like, it's, it's time to step up. It's time to do something. And that's great. That fuels their journey. And obviously, they're not dealing with the confidence issues as much because they're taking the same situation, but they're just applying it in a different way, in a way that's way more advantageous to them. So, realistically, like I said, with the people I work with, there's the main things that I've seen with people. And again, it really all just comes down to confidence. When you confidently know what you do helps people, then the whole concept of, I don't want to be salesy or I'm loving people or, you know, I don't make them offers. All that goes away mm. because you know, you're, you feel obligated to observe people. Selling people longer becomes this tactic. It's literally your duty to go out and find people that need this type of help and serve them. So hopefully that. that answers the question, brother. Yeah, yeah, man, dude, that's so deep. Like um, one of my first uh, business coaches that I worked with back in August when I started my own coaching thing, you know, he was telling me the biggest hurdle you're going to have to face is that commitment, right? Uh, so if you're committed, you're going to do it. You're going to make it done no matter what. If you are committed, then it's possible. But if you're not, Something's holding you back. You're not going to get there. You're you're going to hold yourself back, you know. And that's that's our our truest innermost critic is the person inside us, right? It's holding us back, it and it's it really um, a it's a struggle. Great tie in. What I was saying is, well, because people that uh, tend to be struggling do you know very come they want. It also comes from this sense of, like you said, um, not valuing what it is they're that confidence you said they just yeah they don't have it once they do that well, commitment that place of commitment is a whole different space and again that's one of the things i tell people a lot too you know people tend to associate the exchange of money that comes along with i take services or i take sales as a negative thing in too many oftentimes but in reality creating that space where you can fully commit like that that you just described, that really is the first step in the transformational process. Like you said, commitment is crucial. And I think too many people don't understand that, you know, yes, the month is, is an aspect of it, but realistically, it's not as important from my end as most people might think. Everybody's like, oh, this guy's trying to sell me or whatever. No, it's a simple fact. Most people will say eight people out of 10, they don't have skin in the game. I need money. They're not going to be committed. They're not going to do it. Pay to play. And, you know, that like ultimately, if I know that, and I know that's what's going to hold you back from your results, and it becomes my duty to charge more. Yeah, charge a lot more because the exactly. higher worth, the higher value they're going to see, and the higher exactly. potential they're going to feel every single day when they wake up at four or five in the morning. Yeah, they're going to have a pep in their step because they know they are committed, right? Exactly. So, 
it's so and for some people it's commitment some people they really need to face that fear you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, and know that they can one. succeed despite yeah obstacles like I, said, I mean you better believe man i was <laughs> i was not in a comfortable place when i joined that program my oh, first you know, 10k program i've been hurt believe it's supposed to i hurt. showed up yeah. i i was about that that became my freaking world and yeah. being able to see how i reacted to that and how maybe if i'd only paid 500 bucks for it i don't think i would have showed up like that wow. therefore i wouldn't have the results that i'm sitting with here now today yeah man that's huge that's huge yeah man it's um that commitment thing again right and then i think it just it, it holds you accountable right so it's that accountability that people miss i've noticed a lot and then also take it a step further it's not only accountability but like the follow-through right because you get a lot of people excited right enthusiastic to start that program but then like you know two weeks later how you feeling eh. <laughs> Come on, man. That's why, again, you know, that's why my whole thing is about ethos. Yeah. You said it's fleeting. Yeah. When you connect to your ethos, when you connect to that, that higher power, and I won't go super, super deep into it, but like you said, you know, ethos is really connecting to a power higher than you. Yeah. And like you said, if you want to be consistent on a long game, Motivation ain't gonna take you there. You need the power that is outside of you. You need your ethos. You have yeah. to be tapped into that. That is the only thing, like you said, going to keep you getting up and doing the things you have to do to get what you want. Mm. Could you tell me more about that ethos? Oh yeah, sure. Look, I can talk about ethos all day long. Yeah, I, I just want to hear your definition. Like, what what do you think ethos means? I'm sure it's different for everyone. So. 100 percent well the uh, the technical definition of ethos is the defining spirit or characteristic of an era of person time even and basically ethos meets me in the marketing sense um it's very much like i said I, i'm big into philosophy as, uh, as a kid still in him um, i was really big into aristotle that's where this, this ethos comes from for anybody that doesn't know uh, and i just thought it was really cool because guys in you know ancient greece a thousand years ago had already laid out a foundational roadmap for how to be more persuasive, how to be a better leader. And like I said, they were doing this 2000 years ago. And it's so awesome to me how many parallels we can draw from that. So that's basically exactly what I did. Um, you know, ethos in the sense that they were speaking of is, you know, speaking to the credibility of the person, again, to their expertise and getting the audience to resonate with their core character. You can't really do that if you don't know what your core character is. So to me, ethos really connects as an entrepreneur to that spark, that passion, that thing that truly drives you, something you actually give a shit about. And then one step further from that is identifying, which nine times out of 10, there's a skill set that goes hand in hand with whatever it is that person is, in my opinion, put here to do. We're all put here to do something. We all have a mission. We all have something we need to do. That ethos is that connection to that mission. That ethos is, a lot of people call it your why. Um, it can be described as that very easily. Um, but like I said, I'd like to take it a little bit further and really think of it in kind of like an esoteric uh, way, not to get too woo-woo here. But like I said, when you're connected with your why or your ethos, you're connected with a power that's bigger than you, the mission. This is something that is not just your idea. This is not just you. There is power in that. So then back to like what we were saying before, you have the required energy, that extra power boost 
to go out there and share the message effectively, to put in the work, to do what it is that you need to do. And like you said, it doesn't matter what you own or how much you love it. Like life's going to hit you. Things are going to get boring. Things are going to get tough. Things are going to get redundant. You know what I mean? Like you have to have, you have to anticipate that first of all, and then you have to have some kind of battle plan for how you're going to deal with that. So with me and connecting people to their ethos, it's like a full proof method. Like that's where we start because it's all always going to come back to that. No matter what you hit, you're going to connect back to your ethos. Why am I doing this? Why do I care about this shit at all? And constantly seeking clarity around that ethos is something that I found to be fundamental to online business and entrepreneurship in general. So it's basically what I've made my mission is to help uh, coaches, experts, specialists uncover that, unleash it, unlock it, and ultimately use that to create something that they can go out and help the world with. I love that. Yeah, that's incredible. How long did it take you to develop that mission? Oh, quite some time. To be completely honest, this is the culmination of something that I felt like I've always wanted to do. Like I said, like I knew that I always wanted to bring the wisdom of classical philosophy to the modern day world. So that's where the beginning of my task was. How the hell do I do that? How do I get people interested in philosophy? How do I get yeah, like people aren't going to care about this? You know what I mean? So really, I could say like, it started when I was younger and it kind of just developed as I moved forward in my journey and continuously seeking, you know, to find what's important to me, something that was going to have an impact on the world. Um, it was a developing thing. I, I, I'd love to be able to just say, this is the day, this is when I came up with it. That's when everything changed, but it wasn't a, a constant progression of you know, new ideas and developing things. Um, I would say about two years ago, I got to the point to where I'm at now and, you know, the solidity of it and uh, hasn't changed a whole lot from there, but um, it's growing, like I said, and I'm finding new and different ways that it's uh, affecting people's lives that I never even anticipated. So that's like, really cool to me and mind blowing at the same time. Like that's part of the fulfillment of it. It's like, I kind of feel like I gave birth to an idea of creation and now I'm kind of getting to watch it grow a little bit, if that makes any kind of sense. Totally. Yeah, yeah, that's that's amazing in just two years. That's really great to see you're gaining some traction, right? Like a lot of people, a lot of people oh, yeah. they say other things like 90 days, 30 days, but I think in reality, <laughs> yeah, two I years. Universal triggers when it comes right? to marketing. <laughs> It all boils down to universal triggers. Mm. We all like to think that we're not motivated, that everything in our lives isn't motivated by time or money, but it is. It really is. Even it really more, is. More than ever. And, like, and the more that you can just get behind <laughs> that and start trying to fighting it, like the world opens up. You know what I mean? So, and like I said, it's uh, it's definitely been a progression, but um, it's been fun. Mm. And like I said, I won't lie. In the beginning. It was definitely a struggle to get people to understand where I was coming from. Like you said, ethos. That would be the number one question that I would always get is, what the hell's ethos? So it's kind of funny that you actually asked that. That really was the, the first part of the mission. Hmm. It was kind of like my, uh, my test, so to speak, to see if I really wanted this because I realized very quickly, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not just going to be able to go out here and this isn't just going to blow up because nobody understands what I'm talking about yet. The first stage of my mission is going to be actually helping people to understand what I've come to understand. And 
only at that point will, will we be able to see if there's something here that people can move forward with. But luckily, through trial error and uh, a lot of copywriting, a lot of different things, we uh, we finally came to a place where people really resonate with uh, what we're doing. And even if they're not 100% familiar, maybe prior with the concept of Eastos, we've gotten to a point to where we can still convey our message and then peak interest all at the same time. So, uh, like I said, as like with anything else, it's it's going to be a challenge. You know, if you if we just model exactly what's going out there, then you're not really going to be all that original. If you're 100% original, then you're going to struggle. You're going to be the pioneer. You're going to have to create that that process of people learning and understanding. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I think I think uh, ethos. It's a good word. It's a really good word because um, I think our culture has is turning in the right direction when it comes to why, right? Like, I think, you know, we've all heard of Simon Sinek, the why guy. And so I think he kind of started this revolution. This was like, I would say seven or eight years ago when he did that TED talk, that why talk. I don't know if you've seen it. It's his most popular TED talk. Yeah, thing, whatever. I guarantee you probably The circle within a circle within a circle, Apple, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, Steve Jobs, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You know, so, um, yeah, it's interesting that you tie ethos with why, right? Because I would have thought of ethos as something totally different so it's really interesting that you kind of like compacted unpacked that for us and really um dialed in you know basically it's why you know why are you doing it it's got to be more than just money it's like why what's your just cause right like why do you do the things you do every day why do you wake up at this time just to write copy an hour a day every day seven days a week you know it's like this struggle you know what is this happiness you find in the struggle and it has to be your ethos it has to be your why because if it's not that then what are you doing (laughs) seriously what are you doing with your life Exactly, like you said, it's, and it all comes back to clarity. It always does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Things are just hard. I don't care what it is when you don't have that clarity. Right. It's just, it's <laughs> so, yeah, man, like you said, it's. I, I like the way you put that. Like you said, it's like, why is what you got to know? Mm-hmm. That gives you your why. That's why you're doing it. Ethos is that energy to do it. Mm. If that makes any sense. I like that. Your drive, your focus, or, you know just habits even like it could be a right. bunch of stuff like you said yeah i mean, I mean different people related to different things I, mm. that's kind of how i like it because like in the sense of bruce lee and martial arts is another thing i'm really big into you know it, it's a form but it's formless at the same mm-hmm. time i'm not sure if you're familiar with you know his teachings and stuff like that but a little bit it's a way to model that which is important without making it so stringent where Obviously, any system is going to, by definition, exclude certain people. Not everybody fits into any one system. So by definition of creating systems, we're excluding people. So in my opinion, we got to find some kind of middle ground there. You know what I mean? Like you said, it's just like the more people we can get across to, the quicker that change is going to happen. You said, I've noticed the same thing myself. You know, 10 years ago, I didn't care about their purpose or their why. Not really as much. You know what I mean? Like they didn't. They didn't connect how that was fundamental, just a business or like making money online, but living a happy life, mm. you know, just living to the best capable, possible, imaginable limits. This is where it all comes back to. So I think it's just kind of a crazy thing that's happening in the world. I think it's awesome, but I want to try and just add fuel to that fire because yeah. I still don't think it's going fast enough. Yeah, but people don't like to change and uh, people don't like to learn, (laughs) as you can imagine. 
And um, yeah, people don't like change, you know, AKA pandemic life COVID. <laughs> so it's, um, it's taken a bit of time, but I feel, especially Black Friday is a great indicator for where our culture is shopping these days mm. and the online sphere and how that has taken hold and produce some pretty substantial numbers. I don't know if you keep in touch with the stocks at all, Walmart or Amazon, like they're, they're, they're up, they're up, they're up. So it's oh, yeah. interesting seeing where people are putting their money, I guess, when it comes to economics, when it comes to the greater, I don't know, US, right? Like where, where's our economy right. going, right? Because depending on where our economy is going, it's kind of dependent on a lot of things, right? The president, the other, nations of this world how they think of us how we think of them um yeah diplomacy it's, it's, it's a lot it's a lot i'm not gonna get into that but what's important right now is what can we do now like what can we do besides doing these lives to an audience who will probably hear this maybe in five years or maybe in a month or maybe tomorrow maybe right now right like what can we do now to kind of shift people's perspectives of like yeah remote work is great and you can make money online and it's totally ethical and it's totally cool and honest and you can meet a lot of cool people you know you can get involved and you can be someone you can be authentic right but you can do it in an honest and not a scammy way but yes you've been burned before right like yes there are people in this world that will get your money but you know what we won't but the thing is you can't say that right because then they're like right. oh obviously yeah yeah i'm just gonna walk away you know <laughs> right. so it's like how do we communicate how do we bridge that gap of like yeah i'm not i'm, I'm an honest guy but you know what i think i think i found it and it, it comes back to values Right? So okay. values, are you, you know, do you hold, like, what are your values, basically? What are your pillars? Um, I'm sure you've heard of Mark Manson, right? Uh, Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And he, basically what he said towards the end of his book and what he kept repeating over and over, and if you haven't read it, I'd highly recommend it, is values. What are your values? And are you holding yourself, your ethos to these values, right? 100%. And do the people you connect with and build relationships with, do they harmonize with your values? Because if they do, like if that person has integrity and you have integrity, oh man, we're gonna get along. This is gonna be great. It's right. gonna be a great relationship because I trust you, you trust me, we're honest with each other, but we're just not honest with follow through, right? <laughs> so I'm thinking it's gotta be the values, right? But it's like, how do you ask them straight up? All right, do you have integrity? Yeah, I have integrity, man. Yeah, just stole 10 bucks from this guy. You know, so it's, 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 like, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not just, Telling people, yeah, I have integrity. It's right. showing, right? Showing up yes. and serving every single day, being consistent, doing this interview show every Monday, even though exactly. we, we, we messed up on the time. You know, it's like... <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we still did it. And it's awesome. That's and I'm, I'm so thankful and so grateful that you're here. And it's so amazing. But just to think about what are your values, right? So that's a question I, I would love to ask you if you want mine. Yeah, sure. yeah, what are your values? I think you're 100% spot on mm. when it comes to when it comes to values. I'm, uh, I'm actually going back through Brennan Burchard's um, Act Performance Habits book right now. Nice. I remember with that, but it's a great one. What you said a moment ago actually made me think of something that uh, I took mm. a note on earlier. I'll share it with you real quick. Sure, thank you. I think it, it plays perfectly to it, but um, let's see where to go. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah. It's basically just a simple fact that high performers consistently think about who they want to be and how to become them. 
And I think that's a perfect segue to what you were talking about with values. Because ultimately, I mean, that's your values. Your values determine who you are, what you are, what you stand for, like you said. And nobody's nobody teaches that. You know what I mean? Like you said, we're at least not at a young age. It's not part of like a scholastic thing. And I mean, we could probably go into it for a couple of days about all the things that we're not getting from, you know, societal systems and things like that. But like you said, the question is, what do we do? So... I love what you said about leading. I think that that truly is the way that we do this. Because mm-hmm. um, like you said, nobody, nobody listens. And even if you're true, like you said, it, it's not an effective approach. People have been burnt. There, there's no way to determine if somebody's real or not except through actions. Like you said, what are you doing? I think that really is how, to answer one of your questions, that's how I think we're going to change things is mm-hmm. through changing values. Mm-hmm. And we do that, like you said, by showing up and presenting what values are actually valuable <laughs> not to be redundant here but you understand what i'm saying like I do. the reality is that values right now they're just the wrong ones but they're not even not even saying like don't take that the wrong way not a moral issue but they're not the correct ones to get the people whatever it is that they want mm. it, it's all about it you know a magic game like that like you said and i love what you said about you know your values affecting a lot of the type of people that you allow into your life and you know all of these little aspects and elements that we consciously think of. We just do. They're just ingredients. This is just life. And those are the determining factors between how our life plays out, how much impact we're gonna have. Like you said, I mean you draw the wrong people around you, it's gonna pull you down. It's gonna mm. suck your energy. They're not gonna have the same values. You're gonna second guess your own values and your own, you know, vision and whatnot or whatever. Yeah. There's one more person who's not out there just simply showing up one more example of what it should look like. So mm-hmm. I think that, that was great, man. I think that's super freaking important. You hit the nail on the head when it comes to values. Um, Mark Manson. So my values, yeah, brother, like I said, <laughs> I could go into this for, for days. But yeah. To be completely honest, my values really center around education in a certain sense um Mm. i feel like i was a person that was definitely afflicted by bad information or lack thereof so a core value for me is definitely really just like you kind of like what we're talking about honesty obviously like i said but honest in the way that we're teaching honest Mm. in the way that we're educating people that is like a really really important value to me education how we learn not just what we learn, but how we learn, how we go about doing it, how things are forced upon us or not forced upon us. I think that that's an incredibly important thing that's like, like said, a lot of people want to be like, oh, integrity or this, that, and other. And I really try to think about obscure values, things that people aren't thinking about. And is, is there anything amongst those that maybe that's what we're missing? You know, like there's nothing wrong with, you know, having a value of, like I said, you know, being dependable or being consistent or anything like that are great I, like i said i'm not in any way shape or form saying anything against them but like we've both talked about and identified as a as a whole we're still not there yet yeah so how are we gonna what, get there we myth? so i really think that authenticity is another one of my big core values um mm. it's really really super important for people to be real and authentic um not just for everybody else but for yourself mm. uh i've lived a lot of my life in you know situations where I believed at the time that I had to be inauthentic or being inauthentic or uh, let me put this away. Being authentic was too much of a risk. 
or at least that's the way I viewed it at the time. Horrible, horrible mind space to be in, and it's a, it's a tragedy, realistically. Um, that's again, it's another one of the things that's a really, really important core foundation to me and value to me is authenticity. Mm. And uh, you know, I mean, it's it's like that because I, I came from a dysfunctional family. There's a lot of lying in my family. I hate liars. Like I just, I'm yeah. one of them people. Where I'm like, look, man, like if you don't like me, just tell me, dude. Like it is so cool. It's not even funny. There is a billion, seven billion people on this planet. I'm sure I find somebody else that, that likes me at least for a couple of minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I really just. It's not so much that I don't like people who are like that. I hate that our culture and our society has created these, these this reality where we feel like being inauthentic is more effective hmm. when nothing could be further from the truth. Hmm. You know, like I said, when people don't speak up for themselves and they're not their authentic themselves, when they when they hold themselves back, that is more of a disservice to themselves and everyone around them than pissing somebody off by potentially saying the wrong thing. And to me, I think that, like I said, if people could instill that principle, that would have like cascading effects on all kinds of different areas in their lives, whether they're in business or not, or whether, you know, whatever it is. Um, so again, definitely another one of my core fundamental values. Um, hmm. Like I said, I could, I could sit here and go in for days, but <laughs> I would definitely say that those are probably two of the most important ones to me. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Because we got to have values. Values are key. Exactly. Like you said, we kind of know. Our values are what builds us. Who am I? Your pillars. Yeah, you need a good foundation to build your house, right? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I love it, man. So, um, just a few more questions. We're wrapping it up here. I know I'm taking. Oh, you're good, bro. I'm loving it, man. Uh, I'm blessed. (laughs) Love it. Uh, Tell me some of your future goals. What do you got? What's your Ah, What's your one year goal? Do you have like a two year, three year, five year goal? Like, how how projected are you when you're thinking long game? I'm definitely projected. Um, I definitely set my goals. Like I said, I think that's great practice. Um, mm. 100% honesty. That's definitely something that I'm working on. Um, it's cool. definitely something I, obviously it's not something I lack. But it's, it's something that I've identified. Like you said, is like something that really moves the needle. So it's something I really want to get better at. Um, mm. But that being said, I have a plethora of goals. Um, one of my main goals is really to be able to, um, Get to a place, which, and this will probably sound like an excuse because uh, not having time is never an excuse, but the majority of my focus right now is really going into working with my business and serving you know, my clients, coaching, experts, which is, is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, but another one of my big passions coming from the, the place that I came from, uh, I lost my dad at a young age, um, so I got a really soft spot in my heart for um, young men in particular. Yeah. I have to grow up without dads, um, without that guidance, without that roadmap. Um, I think this is this is really being resonated a lot across America right now. There's a lot of people that are really kind of starting to wake up and realizing that young men really aren't getting the attention that they require. Um, and again, like I said, I'm I'm not a sexist in any way, shape, or form. I love that women, you know, now have the availability of everything that they have now, and that's fine. I honestly almost expected it. I kind of anticipated it. like that's the way things go in life. It's like you know, okay, women definitely for the last hundred years they need some attention. They needed better support. They needed a lot more stuff. Yeah. And it's cool. We've we've gotten that to a certain level. And in the meantime, the young men have slipped behind a little bit. So now mm-hmm. I think it's just time to shift that focus back over to the young men a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So that way we can just keep progressing. So to me, that's one of my personal goals. Um, I'm working on writing a book for young men, which is going to be, I don't want to say like a training manual, but basically it's to fulfill what I wish I had, man. Like I said, when I was 15, 16, man, like I said, if somebody could have just given me a manual, now again, 
there is no such thing as a book that's going to cover everything in life, obviously, but just something, yeah. something to, you know, really tackle some of those, um, them questions. I don't think that people that haven't had to deal with this particular experience, they don't, they don't have the same insight that I do. So I feel called to really share some of that information. Like I said, I, I know what it's like. I know what they're thinking and whatnot. So um, I feel called to do that. And uh, in conjunction with that, my plans are to start a nonprofit with that using the proceeds of that to basically organize a nonprofit, which to be completely honest yet, the vision isn't clear. I'm not entirely sure yet what my best way is. I'm going to be able to help them. Um, but I know that I can establish an organization with like-minded people that will benefit young men struggling in one way, shape or form. So right now that's uh, pretty much the goal for that. As far as my business goes, um, like anyone else, I want scale. I want to make more money, and I will not even lie. Like I said, money is freaking awesome, and I always like making a point of saying this because people often tell me, and it's great, I love it. Like, wow, oh, you're, you're you're so altruistic and everything else. You're, you're very heart centered. Yes, one hundred percent, I am, and I also love money. I like money a lot, and I tell people this because money is a tool. It's a resource. Mm. I can build empires. I can change lives. And anybody that tells you different is freaking lying. Yeah. So. As far as my business goes, I definitely want to start scaling. Um, not start scaling, but I want to scale to an unimaginable level. Continue. Right now, we're probably looking for 50K months is going to be our next big milestone. So uh, excited for that. 2021, we'll see how things go. See how things go. Um, like I said, this last year has really been kind of um, new to me in the coaching space. Like I said, I've definitely been coaching and consulting with people, but really – Really getting into the one-on-one coaching space has been a little bit different. Um, mm. So I'm kind of uh, just seeing where that's going to lead right now, whether or not that my most impact is really going to be in that sense and scaling that way, or if I might switch gears and you know direct my attention back a little bit more to my marketing agency um, and being able to help uh, businesses more so. Because again, with me, the question is always about impact. It's always about like, what is the smallest action that I can make that's going to have the most impact? Maybe not even just today, but I mean progressively over time. You know what I mean? So that being said, I want to be able to build a community for people that completely and utterly changes the the false mindset behind what we were talking about with marketing. I want to help people understand that marketing is not a dirty word. I want to change that into a good value. And I think that really is just one of the main goals that I have with uh, Activate Ethos. And it's really not a monetary goal. Like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to be like, oh, okay, cool, we made a million dollars. Now I feel like that goal made type thing. Um, so, like I said, I think. I feel like I. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to. Continue. Please, continue. Me. <laughs> I was like, is he finished? <laughs> No, no, I, I, uh, I, I was just going to riff on what you were riffing on, but uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I think people will get this, this change, this mindset shift, especially after pandemic, right? Or, or currently pandemic COVID. And so has COVID impacted your business in any way? Has it helped? Has it, you know, not helped? Where, where is your business in relation to, um, yeah, uh, COVID? Right on, brother. And that's a great question. Um, I know that a lot of people out there are definitely struggling and whatnot. So, as always, heart goes out to you and just know to stay strong, try and turn this into a positive. That's what I've been doing. Um, fortunately, um, in the particular industry that I'm in, I've actually seen an increase in business just because so many people have been getting online with all of this uh, free time. But, as with anything, as with any, you know, no good deed goes unpunished, so to speak. 
So um, there's also been a lot of um, oversaturation. And uh, I don't say that in this, I don't believe in oversaturation, but it's a perceived mindset that a lot of people have. First thing everybody thinks is, oh, everybody's online. It's like the worst time to do this. And it's just like, no, actually, it's the best time in the freaking world. So I personally have been impacted positively, um, luckily. And uh, even in my personal life, I've really mm-hmm. tried to use this this year because uh, definitely went through some personal struggles of year 12. Um, yeah. And I think just at the end of the day, it just reminds us how grateful we need to be for everything that we have, everything that we take for granted, everything we're going to do, and how quickly that can just snap and change. And then we're forced to have to integrate with, you know, a new reality. So it's just important to just really be intentional and conscious about what's going on around you, what you have, you know, and using that, constantly perpetuating a positive mindset instead of a constant mindset of like, damn, this sucks, man. I can't wait till this is over. It's just like, well, <laughs> it's never going to be We just went into lockdown again in Seattle. I don't know where you guys are at, but yeah, it, it, last week we started four week lockdown, second lockdown. It's ridiculous. Mm. <sighs> well, I'm glad your business is doing good. <laughs> yeah, yes, I know very well. A lot of businesses are not. Because there really should be more people taking advantage of this right now. And Huge. unfortunately, it's just because they don't know how. Well, that and like they just rely on the government, right? Unemployment. Uh, oh, so. unemployment's got me. You know, I'm good. I'm gonna get back to work. I'm like, dude, how long is unemployment gonna last? Uh, you know, we just did an extension benefit thing. It should be good to like next summer now. I got an extra 15, 16 weeks. It's like, okay, well, then what? Right. It's like, I don't know. I guess I'll see when I get there. I'm like, okay, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> let, me know how, uh, let me know what when I get there looks like. <laughs> Because I'm going to be busy building my online empire, all right? But, you know, if you keep want to, wanna, you know, Netflix and... Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know about anybody else, <laughs> I like knowing where I'm going to be a year from now. Right, right? So where will you be a year from now? Oh, 100%. I will be back in Arizona. Oh, Arizona's home. It's my, it's my, uh, what's the word? My chosen home. Oh, I see. So you're not from Definitely there. Not you like Arizona. Okay, you like the dryness. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've uh, lived out in Arizona for the last five years. It's, I love it. I always uh, knew that I wanted to move to like a warmer climate. Sure. Got there and was like, nope, I was right. I love it here. I love the heat. I love the, the scene, the culture, the people, everything about it. It's just, uh, hmm. it's my scene. I like the rocks. <laughs> really? What part of Arizona? Uh, I bounced around. I've lived in Phoenix. I've lived in Glendale, Mesa, Scottsdale. I've lived all over the place, all around the surrounding suburbs of Phoenix. Um, that's one of the things, actually, that I want to change a little bit more, though. I want to uh, travel down to Lake Havasu, spend some time down there. Um, pretty much stay close around Phoenix for the most part. Phoenix, um, okay. But uh, there's a lot more to Arizona that has yet to be explored. So I'm excited on being able to get back out to Arizona and get back to uh, more of my adventurous uh, crazy routines and stuff like that. I love hiking and you know, getting out and exploring and doing all kinds of crazy nonsense and whatnot. And uh, well, you can do that in Maryland. The uh, the weather, the climate, everything isn't quite as yeah. advantageous. So. Gotcha. Yeah, that's one thing about East Coast. I find you can't really hike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not a thing. I, don't, I can't. <laughs> guys, I, I don't know what it is, man. But for me, my whole life, I've been telling people, I'm just like. <laughs> the sky here depressed me. 
I yeah, I've just heard East Coast is so saturated with traffic and you're always waiting around and like it just it's not ideal. If you want my honest <laughs> you want my honest honest opinion. Yeah. And it, this will this probably piss people off. I don't care. But it's okay. <laughs> you're, you're saying something good, right? Totally. I tell people this all the time, like I truly believe that the climate on the East Coast, and I'm I'm sure this applies to other places in the world that are like this too. The climate on the East Coast has an effect on the people, hmm. the mentality. To me, that's the biggest thing. And it sounds simple, it sounds stupid, but and I'll prove it to you and replicate it with other things. You look at people that are living in Florida. Hmm. Look at people living in California. Look at people living in any tropical paradise on the world. These people are not unhappy. If to put it in the most simplistic term, like I said, I, I think that people live in, or, you know, like I said, and of course, there's people that love cold and stuff like that, and they're fine. But sure. in my experience, people on the East Coast, like you said, are just constantly irritated. Yeah, stress. Everybody's out. just so irritated, depressed, messed up, you're mad, whatever it is, and that. Yeah. And maybe it's just me, maybe it's just my experience. But when I moved to a place where it was sunny so much more of the time, the people. Mm. Which is different. Hmm. And to me, like we were saying before, who you surround yourself with, your environment, super, super crucial. So to me, that was invaluable. Like, you know, even if it's just somebody even at the gas station, you know what I mean? It's the difference between somebody that's just, you know, looking at you mean looking and they're, we're all wrapped up in coats and whatnot or whatever, we can, you know, whatever. Or if, you know, like I said, and it's a beautiful day, people are around, and you walk in, you don't even know this person, and they're just smiling at you because it's just, a nice climate you're in a good place you know what i mean i don't know i could be completely crazy none of this scientifically backed or study back so please i do believe that it has something to do with weather for sure because i've lived in very hot climate i actually grew up in florida and then i lived in very cold climate i used to go. live in alaska and so yeah i'm in washington wow. now I didn't know that much, yeah crazy. man yeah po- don't Polar opposites. There we go. And then, uh, yeah, Washington State was kind of the nice middle ground, I guess you could say, well, with right. a bunch of other things. But uh, my wife's from Alaska, and so she don't want to live there anymore. Okay. She's tired cool. of it. <laughs> There's nothing to do here, Don. We gotta get out of here. We gotta go somewhere cool. I was like, okay, let's go travel. <laughs> Cool, man. Well, um, I am beyond grateful for your time. Uh, we've almost hit our hour mark, so I just want to wrap it up here. And uh, last question, what is the one thing that you could tell someone who wants to start living their dream by building the business they love online? What is that one thing that they need to do today to start that process? Oh, so many, so many things. If you could just narrow it down to one thing, and if they could do it today, what could that thing be? If they wanted to build the business that they love. To be honest, I'll, uh, and, and not to go completely clear here, but I think I'm actually going to use uh, my, my tagline for my company because um, it. I think that it's less important. Obviously, there's a certain amount of important. You've got to be doing the right actions to get the right results. Mm-hmm. I'm completely aware of that. Um, but I think with most people starting out, it's not even about that. It's really just about taking the damn action. So I want to go ahead and use my uh, my tagline that I always use. It's don't hesitate, activate. But even more simplistically, I would say that my advice is just don't hesitate. Whatever it is you're going to do, just do it. Right or wrong. Like I said, I, I tell people this all the time. 
failing is good. There is there is no kind of certainty, like the certainty of being like, yeah, no, I don't ever want to do that again. But you know what I'm saying? Like, we're never going to go back again. And so there really is no downside. Just no, no hesitation. Just you, know, you have an idea, act on it. You got something you want to, you know, whatever the action is, whether that's a connection, whether that's actually making stuff in your business, no matter what that is, doesn't matter what the reason is. I don't care if it's you telling me or if it's the family or the people around you. Don't hesitate. Mm. Yeah, I go out there and do it. I you will not continue. Looking back at my life, I can say to myself, looking back, be, don't hesitate. Just go. Go for it. Just do it. Like like Nike. <laughs> Best slogan ever, yeah. man. Best slogan. It always goes back to Nike, man. I'm like, damn it. Their their marketing guy was like a genius. Like he's like the epitome. You, kidding, man. you are kidding. <laughs> I need to do some research. I, I need to actually find out who made that tagline and like personally called him or just like you're you're my idol. <laughs> All right, dude. Thank you so much, John. I really appreciate your time and your effort and uh, we will We'll talk again soon, all right? See ya, buddy. Take care. I appreciate you. Uh, me on, brother. Of course, always. Hey there, you creative entrepreneur. I'm here to tell you about this new creative agency called Leaders. Leaders specializes in building your brand or business through your story to the online market safely. Leaders are made up of general specialists in photo, video, web, marketing, and copy. If you are a small business or brand struggling in the online sphere, Leader is here for you. You can find Leader on their Instagram at leaders.co, spelled L-E-A-D-R-S dot co. If you would like to advertise with Show Podcast, slide us a DM at our Instagram at show.podcast with a period in the middle of show and podcast. Thanks, guys, and have a great day.